Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, Site Visibility have another piece of shameless self-promotion because they've just released their 2020 PPC automation guide. The guide is completely free to download and it will help you get started in each of the new automation settings in Google Ads. So this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic search ads, and more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your guide for free at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. I'll say that again. Bitly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. Now today I'm joined by Lachlan Kirkwood, digital marketing specialist, content creator and founder of Clickthrough DM. Lachlan, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on board. Absolute pleasure, Lachlan. And geographically, you're on the east coast of Australia, Brisbane to be precise. Is that right? Yes, I am. So a bit of a time delay between us now, but we're making it work. It's literally milliseconds. Oh, you were referring to the chronological clock, weren't you, rather than the I actual am, yes. <laughs> lag of packets coming between us. Um, can I ask you a really silly question? Because I already know the answer to this. What's the weather doing in Brisbane right now? Uh, yeah, not so good. Uh, it's hot yeah. and there's uh, a couple of fires around if you haven't seen it. We're at the moment, so yeah. yeah, it's been pretty full on at the moment coming into the holiday period. You know, I wish we could uh, scoop up all the rain we've had in the south of Britain here, England. God, we'll soon just be England the way things are going. I, mean, <laughs> I, won't, I won't be able to say UK anymore. Um, I wish I could just scoop up all the rain we've had in the last couple of weeks and just dump it on you guys to give you a hand. Yeah, if only, if only. Yeah, great big scoop to scoop it up. Anyway, um, let's start off. Uh, yeah, tell us about yourself, uh, Lachlan, and what you do over there. And tell us a little bit about Clickthrough DM as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm based in Brisbane, Australia, as you mentioned, and I've been working in the digital industry for about four years now. And my experience spans across um, a myriad of different tech startups and digital agencies where um, I've really taken a data-driven approach in what I've done working in um, – particularly the social media area. Um, so like things like paid performance ads and really trying to leverage data where we can to drive and measure performance, um, like conversion objectives. Mm. Um, and throughout my journey, I actually started documenting 
um, everything in my career from an early stage. So I'd write a blog post a month um, just about what I was learning at the time as a digital marketer and even just as an individual. And I started sharing that on a blog that I created and I kind of compounded over time and I really just started growing a bit of an audience in Australia itself. Um, and that's really helped me build a personal brand for myself in the industry. And uh, at the start of this year, uh, 2019, that is, the time of recording, I took the leap and started moving into like a freelancing consulting role. Yeah. Um, also, while I was kind of supporting a venture that I had on the side called Clickthrough, as you mentioned, which is a uh, culture-driven job board for digital marketers. So I really wanted to build a way where digital marketers could connect with brands that uh, share the same values that they do, just because it's something that I, as a digital marketer, am really passionate about as well, too. So yeah, it's a bit about my background there. It's so powerful, actually. You mentioned uh, that you document everything you do, and I, I don't know how many people do that, but it's such a powerful thing, which, of course goes hand in hand with your with your blog i was just curious actually did you say you'd written a book might there be a book on the way do you think possibly yes it's kind of a it's one of those things that i want to balance between so uh there's there's plenty of things i want to do and not enough time it's probably the easiest way to answer that yeah i know that feeling especially a week before christmas which is (laughs) which is when we're recording this um so i wanted to talk about i suppose if you're going to sum it up the social landscape uh particularly moving into next year 2020 but shall we start off with how things have progressed and changed, perhaps the changes and trends that we've seen across the digital more? I'll say that that right one day, digital marketing. Try saying that fast three times in a row. Okay, across the digital marketing landscape in, in 2019, summary of changes and trends. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to focus on a particular things with this and try and avoid using as many buzzwords as possible. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to start by dropping a buzzword, um, the old privacy word. Um, so one thing obviously that's changed over the past two years even, um, more so than particularly this year, but it's continually becoming more important is a lot of people are concerned about their privacy and like what that means when they're using social platforms and not just Facebook, but obviously across different platforms as well. And even just the way that they're communicating now, they want things to be more private, ephemeral. Um, They want to be in control of the conversations that they're having. Mm. Um, So I definitely see that progressing um, or has changed a lot this year. Um, And even, I mean, you guys introduced the GDPR uh, last year and California is now following with their own regulations and um, that's something that I believe is going to continually change progressively in the future. But that's been a big um, change in the way that companies are able to use data on particular users. So the people have become more empowered, I guess, over the year. Um, and uh, what that means, I guess, for social platforms, as I touched base on, is that a lot of this uh, activity that people were having is now more private or it's in smaller niche communities uh, where they feel comfortable sharing their actual um, thoughts. And a lot of platforms are now changing to adapt to that. So things like Messenger continually becoming more popular. Instagram released their Threads um, application, which is their um, direct messaging alternative to Instagram. Mm. Um, So it's really interesting to watch that change over the year. Um, Another area I wanted to touch base on is actually um, my background, as I mentioned, is in paid performance across uh, social media, particularly with Facebook and Instagram ads. And uh, one thing I've noticed with the clients that I've worked with this year and even some of the campaigns I've ran myself is that the CPAs have just continually risen throughout the year and it's becoming more expensive as more brands start to migrate to digital platforms because 
um, I guess everyone's heard that, you know, it is the right thing to do. And um, it's just, yeah, the, the right place to be if you are a brand wanting attention of users. And um, as a result of that, cost per acquisitions have really risen a lot. Um, but on the flip side of that, um, probably another buzzword right now is uh, the rise of TikTok um, has really been something that I've been excited about as a digital marketer. Um, about midway through the year, I was really concerned about um, platforms becoming more expensive to advertise on. And I was really just confused and looking for an alternative around that. And then TikTok was something that I had been using a little bit for about a year at the time. And then it really just hit me that, you know, there is so much potential organically for brands to build a following there. Um, and that's something that's only going to continue, I think, throughout 2020, becoming more popular. And it'd be really interesting to get your thoughts actually about um you being based in the UK, how is TikTok performing over there? Is it quite a popular platform at the moment? Well, I actually, I'm glad you asked that because I, my next bit, my next little sub question to you was going to be because I hadn't heard of TikTok. I know I haven't been living in a cave. I promise. <laughs> I hadn't heard about TikTok until quite recently. I was just wondering if it just very briefly, if you could just uh, explain to our listeners because not all of them may have heard of it what it is and how it differs. So a bit of background on TikTok actually is, so it was originally Musical.ly. I don't know if you've heard of that, if you haven't heard of TikTok, but mm-hmm. about three years ago, Musical.ly was quite a popular app. It had about 200 million users at the time. So that's about comparable to what Snapchat has at the moment. Um, and then a Chinese company called BitDance um, owned an app called Doyin, um, which is essentially TikTok. They uh, then acquired Musical.ly and merged those two apps together to create a bit of a super app. Yeah. Um, and TikTok, to be straightforward, I guess, it's just a great combination between Vine and Instagram. So it's short form, snackable video content. Um, it's for a younger demographic, similar to the age group of Snapchat. Um, but the idea is that content is just really entertaining. There's no kind of salesy content on there. There's no, uh, like political content on there. It's just younger users in a community where they feel safe to publish authentic content where they can show off their flaws. They can show off funny things that happen in their lives. And, um, yeah, it's really like over the past six months in particular in 2019, like it's really risen. And what's interesting is that TikTok was massive in uh, developing countries like India and um, not so much China, but it was massive over there. Mm. Um, and these are the countries where Facebook and Google are trying to get into at the moment, but TikTok's already conquered those landscapes. And now they're kind of just migrating into the Western world and they're starting to get some really good traction. So, I mean, in Australia here, for instance, in the past probably three months, it's really just taken off. Do you think this is a trend? Because you mentioned, you also mentioned Messenger, actually, which I wanted to just pick up on, um, gaining in popularity. Do you think it's because these platforms are, are more focused onto one thing and they're a bit simpler to use? Is that a trend we're seeing? Yeah, I think it's just the way that people are starting to share content, as I said. Um, so I guess when I go onto Facebook, and this is just my biased opinion, a lot of the content I see on there is just um, either memes or life events from mm people that I know and so TikTok is a great combination of people sharing funny kind of meme like videos so that's public facing and people just love that so it's almost like um, they've condensed the best parts of Facebook or Instagram into one platform Um, and then Messenger on the other hand is more for those private interactions that are really meaningful so if you know you are communicating with family members or friends and things like that 
Um, and like there's plenty of great integrations and things like that in Messenger now for, you know, scheduling calendar events and things like that. So, yeah, I just think they're two really powerful platforms that have um, really kind of risen throughout 2019. Now, I want to talk about personal branding for a little bit, uh, specifically, I guess, why digital marketers and brands should care in 2020. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think that as a digital marketer, um, the most important thing you should be able to do is market yourself. And as I mentioned earlier on, I when I entered the industry, I started looking at ways that I could share my unique story, I guess, um, about the experiences that I was having as a digital marketer. And I didn't really have the intention to grow anything from that, but it just naturally happened. Mm. Um, I think that as the future of the professional landscape, um, and this is, again, just my biased opinion the way I see it, um, as people start to look for more flexibility in their careers, the average nine-to-five job probably isn't going to be as popular, um, particularly with the next generation coming through. Um, and by building a personal brand, digital marketers can support a more creative lifestyle. They can open up more opportunities. Um, they can build for leadership in the industry. Um, it allows them to kind of have a bit of authority in the industry and really leverage that in smart ways um, to either learn new skills from um, creating a personal brand because personal branding is essentially creating content, publishing it and building an audience, which when you refine what a digital marketer does in their day-to-day job, there's a lot of similarities there. Mm. So I think it's crucial essentially for digital marketers to really um, learn new skills and um, yeah, really upskill themselves and, I mean, some of the benefits just off the top of my head is, um, and I saw these firsthand myself, is when I was building a personal brand, um, you become a lot more valuable to the company that you're working for. So, mm. I mean, I myself had worked at digital agencies and we'd scored new clients purely off the back of my personal brand because people wanted to work with Lachlan, myself, um, and I just happened to be working in the agency. Um, so, we were more than happy to take them on um, and I was almost like an account manager for that person because they trusted me. They'd seen the content that I created. They knew that I was capable of producing certain work. Um, so, that was really useful. And as I mentioned earlier as well too, I, I'm a consultant now. I work freelance. And, I mean, it's been really easy to source new work once I built a bit of a portfolio for myself. Yeah. Um, and I can confidently even charge more as a digital marketer because I have a bit of a personal brand as opposed to if I wouldn't. Yeah, it's interesting that because we, I remember in the early days of podcasting, one of the things we always used to talk about was if people have been listening to your podcast, you know, they trust you, don't they? They, they, you mentioned trust in there and how that helps you get further work. You also touched on something quite interesting, actually, which was modes of working. And I was just wondering what the future of work for digital marketing is going to look like as we move into 2020. Another really great question. Um, so as I mentioned before, I think that um, flexibility is um, something that not just even just digital marketers, but um, a lot of people are starting to want within their working lifestyle. Um, and it just so happens to be that the landscape of digital marketing is one of those um, services that you can certainly offer from yourself as long as you have a computer um, mm. anywhere in the world with internet connections. So it's something that a lot of people can do. Um, I've also noticed that a lot of digital marketers are starting to want to work for uh, brands that do align with their values, um, yeah. particularly like social issues and things like that. Um, they they really want to work on something that makes a difference, as mm. cliche as that sounds, um, mm. where they can see um, the results that they're bringing. I also think that there's also a nice integration now between 
digital marketing in different areas of a business. And that could be things like design or development or even product roles. Because as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, CPAs on ad platforms like Facebook or Google search are becoming more expensive. So a lot of brands are now trying to build some sort of growth into their products or services. So that way they can scale themselves um, at a much more cost-effective rate. Um, and a lot of that isn't exactly digital marketing itself, but it's a great combination between leveraging data within a product and making informed decisions about building products that have that almost sense of virality or growth built into them. Um, so I think that digital market is moving into 2020 and even beyond that, um, there's certainly a lot more accountability about the work that they're doing. Um, and they're going to have need to have an analytical mindset and, really love digging into the data and understanding um, what decisions they can make based off accurate data, not just their gut feeling, I guess. Mm. You've almost answered my next question in a way, because I was going to ask you, what, you know, it was, we're recording this uh, about a week before Christmas. I think it'll go out probably about a week after Christmas. But what do you think our, our audience should be thinking about as they sort of prepare for new year's eve or recover from a hangover on the first of 2020 what do you think they should be thinking about in terms of their career and their their work going into the new year yeah well if you've got some time off it's a great time to research and especially if you know you're feeling lazy or rusty on a uh sunday morning you can you know open up the computer and do a bit of research but i think that as a digital marketer, you should try and really step outside your comfort zone and learn a, or gain a bit more of an understanding about other functions of a business that aren't just digital marketing. So as I mentioned, um, things like um, development, design, product, and this again is just from my background working in tech startups and digital agencies. Mm. Um, so it's not going to be completely relevant for anyone. But when you can understand how your work impacts the rest of an organization as a whole, um, it allows you to build better user experiences that aren't just specifically for digital marketing. Um, and you can better communicate with people to get the certain things that you need. So a good example is that, you know, if you want to set up tracking on your website or something like that, um, you traditionally would have needed to go to a developer to do that. And if you can communicate exactly what you need, um, it just makes you as a digital marketer a bit more competent in terms of your work. Um, and the other thing I want to touch base on as well is that um, the landscape changes and particularly in 2020 and years moving forward, it's going to continue to change. So I think you need to remain agile and be willing to learn. And there's plenty of resources out there that are free. Um, So I know that Facebook has their Blueprint course. Google has their Google Garage course. Um, These are all up-to-date resources that teach you things like new ad formats that are coming out, new targeting strategies. Um, So being able to just remain on the cutting edge of the industry is so important. Um, so if you've got some time, you know, just sitting on the couch on a Sunday morning, as I mentioned, like <laughs> pop open some blogs, um, dive deep into it and really just ingrain yourself in it and be willing to learn. Well, that's great advice. Sir. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, Lachlan. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about Click Through DM? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, I publish a lot of content um, myself on my personal blog, which is LachlanKirkwood.com. Um, I'm a big fan of Twitter and LinkedIn. You can just search me on LinkedIn, which is just Lachlan Kirkwood, of course, and Twitter. My handle is at Lachlan Kirkwood. 
and click through DM, um, which is short for digital marketing. Um, just head over to clickthrough.marketing and you'll be able to learn more about that project there. Fantastic. And we'll have those links in the show notes. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Our show notes will be at the normal place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a nice review so that you can see how we're doing. That's good having reviews. Um, questions and suggestions, uh, or even guest ideas, send those to podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. Uh, we can, or you can even tweet us. We've got the at, at Site Visibility Twitter account. We also have the Site Visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Lachlan. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, Lachlan, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.